Proverbs 11.23 The desire of the righteous ends only in good, the expectation of the wicked in wrath. Before we jump into verse 23 specifically, I just want to show the broader structure around it here in Proverbs 11. And so I've made the case a few times that I think that these Proverbs are intentionally grouped together to be read somewhat in context and not just simply a string of pearls to be collected and looked at. And so I think running basically from verses 19 to 23, we have this idea of, I'm just going to term it as, our hearts decide our destinies. And there, there's a chiastic structure here, which basically means uh, the start matches the end, and then you work your way towards the middle. So I'll, so I'll show how that works. Uh, if you have the Bible in front of you, you can see ni verse 19 to 23 is one section, and verse 19 matches verse 23. So in 19, honest righteousness leads to life pursuing evil leads to death and that matches with the desire of the righteous leads to good and the hope of the wicked leads to fury and so there's this uh, end result of a certain status or certain basis and we see verse 20 matches verse 22 in that the inward disposition of our hearts is what God cares about and it should match in outward expression. So in verse 20, it's the twisted heart, the crooked heart, the perverse heart that is an abomination to Yahweh. And so uh, that matches the the woman who the beautiful woman outwardly who lacks judgment or discretion inwardly. And so Verse 21 stands at the middle of this section, kind of the, the key point, and that's that the wicked one will not go unpunished and the seed of the righteous will escape. And that's probably referring to God's ultimate end times judgment and wrath. And so this helps us understand verse 23 a little bit in that it is kind of the, the outward, uh, the bread of the sandwich and that the meat is this final judgment, but the bread holding it all together is the end result of this inward desire. And so all five of these verses are really pushing toward that idea that our hearts decide our destinies. And um, that those destinies, you can't escape it based on the status of your heart. And so just quickly in verse 23 then. Uh, we have the desire of the righteous is surely unto good. The desire of the righteous ends only in good. And so when righteous people desire righteous things according to the will of God, this will lead to their good and the good of others. And that's contrasted with the hope of the wicked, the expectation of the wicked. What the wicked wants results in fury or wrath. It's translated wrath here in the ESV. It can also be translated fury. The question is, is it referring to God's fury or is it referring to the fury of others? And I, I think it, it could be read either way or as both. So based on its context compared to verse 21, it's probably referring to the fury of God. That if the, the hope of the wicked person comes to fruition, that hope is deserving of God's wrath. God's judgment, God's fury. And at the same time, I think it's also true that the hope of the wicked is uh, results in others' fury 
they're angry at this evil deed. And if we don't even need to read that far into the news to find news stories of wicked people who have succeeded in their wicked plots and how disgusted we are at their actions. So uh, this, this proverb is uh, reinforcing again the idea that our hearts decide our destinies. And so we can pray from this that God would give us desires of righteous people imitating the desire of his righteous son, Christ Jesus. And we can pray that he would uh, alleviate from us, relieve from us, take from us any expectations or hopes that are wicked because we know that what we want is our good and the good of others. And we don't want the fury of other people against us and we don't want the fury of God upon us. And so, oh God, would you cleanse our hearts Would you give us desires that reflect the desires of your beloved son? Would Christ be our compass? And would his heart be our heart? Would we hunger and thirst for righteousness just as he says in the Sermon on the Mount? Would we have hearts that are pure so that we can see you? Would we be filled with righteousness? And would that walking in righteousness and a pure heart lead to our good and the good of others? It's in Christ's name I ask this. Amen. And that is Proverbs chapter 11, verse 23.